King Hezekiah becomes arrogant, and Josiah, the king whose coming was prophesied generations beforehand, takes the throne. It's 2 Kings chapters 20 through 22 and Psalms 104 through 105. Here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. Thus far in his reign as king, Hezekiah has put his trust in the Lord. After Isaiah prophesies that his illness will end in death, Hezekiah prays to the Lord and the Lord hears, granting him another 15 years of life. It's not long, however, before Hezekiah gets cocky and shows his sweet digs to his neighbors, the Babylonians. Of course, we know that won't end well. A couple generations later, King Josiah takes the throne at the age of eight, and almost by happenstance, the king's servant stumbles across the book of the law, which had become so forgotten and neglected that they weren't quite sure what they were looking at. 2 Kings, chapters 20 through 22. In those days, Hezekiah became terminally ill. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, came and said to him, This is what the Lord says, Set your house in order, for you are about to die. You will not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Please, Lord, remember how I have walked before you faithfully and wholeheartedly and have done what pleases you. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Isaiah had not yet gone out of the inner courtyard when the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. This is what the Lord God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Look, I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the Lord's temple. I will add fifteen years to your life. I will rescue you and this city from the grasp of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, Bring a lump of pressed figs. So they brought it and applied it to his infected skin, and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, What is the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I will go up to the Lord's temple on the third day? Isaiah said, This is the sign to you from the Lord that he will do what he has promised. Should the shadow go ahead ten steps or back ten steps? Then Hezekiah answered, It is easy for the shadow to lengthen ten steps. No, let the shadow go back ten steps. So the prophet Isaiah called out to the Lord, and he brought the shadow back the ten steps it had descended on the stairway of Ahaz. At that time, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a gift to Hezekiah, since he heard that he had been sick. Hezekiah listened to the letters and showed the envoys his whole treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the precious oil. 
and his armory, and everything that was found in his treasuries. There was nothing in his palace and in all his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. Then the prophet Isaiah came to King Hezekiah and asked him, Where did these men come from and what did they say to you? Hezekiah replied, They came from a distant country, from Babylon. Isaiah asked, What have they seen in your palace? Hezekiah answered, They have seen everything in my palace. There isn't anything in my treasuries that I didn't show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Look, the days are coming when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until today will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your descendants who come from you, whom you father, will be taken away, and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord that you have spoken is good. For he thought, Why not? If there will be peace and security during my lifetime... The rest of the events of Hezekiah's reign, along with all his might, and how he made the pool and the tunnel and brought water into the city, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Hezekiah rested with his ancestors, and his son Manasseh became king in his place. Manasseh was twelve years old when he became king, and he reigned fifty-five years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hephzibah. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, imitating the detestable practices of the nations that the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places that his father Hezekiah had destroyed and reestablished the altars for Baal. He made an Asherah, as King Ahab of Israel had done. He also bowed in worship to all the stars in the sky and served them. He built altars in the Lord's temple, where the Lord had said, Jerusalem is where I will put my name. He built altars to all the stars in the sky in both courtyards of the Lord's temple. He sacrificed his son in the fire, practiced witchcraft and divination, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did a huge amount of evil in the Lord's sight, angering him. Manasseh set up the carved image of Asherah, which he made in the temple that the Lord had spoken about to David and his son Solomon. I will establish my name forever in this temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. I will never again cause the feet of the Israelites to wander from the land I gave to their ancestors if only they will be careful to do all I have commanded them, the whole law that my servant Moses commanded them. But they did not listen. Manasseh caused them to stray so that they did worse evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. The Lord said through his servants, the prophets, 
Since King Manasseh of Judah has committed all these detestable acts, worse evil than the Amorites who preceded him had done, and by means of his idols has also caused Judah to sin. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I am about to bring such a disaster on Jerusalem and Judah that everyone who hears about it will shudder. I will stretch over Jerusalem the measuring line used on Samaria and the mason's level used on the house of Ahab, and I will wipe Jerusalem clean as one wipes a bowl, wiping it and turning it upside down. I will abandon the remnant of my inheritance and hand them over to their enemies. They will become plunder and spoil to all their enemies, because they have done what is evil in my sight, and have angered me from the day their ancestors came out of Egypt until today. Manasseh also shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem with it from one end to another. This was in addition to his sin that he caused Judah to commit, so that they did what was evil in the Lord's sight. The rest of the events of Manasseh's reign, along with all his accomplishments and the sin that he committed, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Manasseh rested with his ancestors and was buried in the garden of his own house, the garden of Uzzah. His son Ammon became king in his place. was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Meshulamith, daughter of Heraz. She was from Jotba. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his father Manasseh had done. He walked in all the ways his father had walked. He served the idols his father had served, and he bowed in worship to them. He abandoned the Lord God of his ancestors, and did not walk in the ways of the Lord. Ammon's servants conspired against him, and put the king to death in his own house. The common people killed all who had conspired against King Ammon, and they made his son Josiah king in his place. The rest of the events of Ammon's reign, along with his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. He was buried in his tomb in the garden of Uzzah, and his son Josiah became king in his place. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, 
and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedidah, the daughter of Adiah. She was from Bozketh. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, and walked in all the ways of his ancestor David. He did not turn to the right or the left. In the eighteenth year of King Josiah, the king sent the court secretary Shaphan, son of Azaliah, son of Meshulam, to the Lord's temple, saying, Go up to the high priest Hilkiah so that he may total up the silver brought into the Lord's temple, the silver the doorkeepers have collected from the people. It is to be given to those doing the work, those who oversee the Lord's temple. They in turn are to give it to the workmen in the Lord's temple to repair the damage. They are to give it to the carpenters, builders, and masons to buy timber and quarried stone to repair the temple. But no accounting is to be required from them for the silver given to them, since they work with integrity. The high priest Hilkiah told the court secretary Shaphan, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. And he gave the book to Shaphan, who read it. Then the court secretary Shaphan went to the king and reported, Your servants have emptied out the silver that was found in the temple and have given it to those doing the work, those who oversee the Lord's temple. Then the court secretary Shaphan told the king, The priest Hilkiah has given me a book. And Shaphan read it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. Then he commanded the priest Hilkiah, Ahikam son of Shaphan, Akbor son of Micaiah, the court secretary Shaphan, and the king's servant Esaiah. Go and inquire of the Lord for me, for the people, and for all Judah about the words in this book that has been found. For great is the Lord's wrath that is kindled against us, because our ancestors have not obeyed the words of this book in order to do everything written about us. So the priest Hilkiah, Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Esaiah went to the prophetess Huldah, wife of Shalom, son of Tikva, son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the second district. They spoke with her. She said to them, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. Say to the man who sent you to me, This is what the Lord says. I am about to bring disaster on this place and on its inhabitants, fulfilling all the words of the book that the king of Judah has read, because they have abandoned me and burned incense to other gods in order to anger me with all the work of their hands. My wrath will be kindled against this place, and it will not be quenched. Say this to the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. As for the words that you heard, because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and because you have torn your clothes and wept before me. I myself have heard. This is the Lord's declaration. 
Therefore I will indeed gather you to your ancestors, and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster that I am bringing on this place. Then they reported to the king. Psalm 104 My soul, bless the Lord. Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with majesty and splendor. He wraps himself in light as if it were a robe, spreading out the sky like a canopy, laying the beams of his palace on the waters above, making the clouds his chariot, walking on the wings of the wind, and making the winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. He established the earth on its foundations. It will never be shaken. He covered it with the deep as if it were a garment. The water stood above the mountains. At your rebuke the water fled. At the sound of your thunder they hurried away. Mountains rose and valleys sank to the place you established for them. You set a boundary they cannot cross. They will never cover the earth again. He causes the springs to gush into the valleys. They flow between the mountains. They supply water for every wild beast. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky live beside the springs. They make their voices heard among the foliage. He waters the mountains from his palace. The earth is satisfied by the fruit of your labor. He causes grass to grow for the livestock and provides crops for man to cultivate, producing food from the earth, wine that makes human hearts glad, making his face shine with oil, and bread that sustains human hearts. The trees of the Lord flourish, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests. Storks make their homes in the pine trees. The high mountains are for the wild goats. The cliffs are a refuge for hyraxes. He made the moon to mark the festivals. The sun knows when to set. You bring darkness and it becomes night when all the forest animals stir. The young lions roar for their prey and seek their food from God. The sun rises. They go back and lie down in their dens. Man goes out to his work and to his labor until evening. How countless are your works, Lord! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the sea, vast and wide, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There the ships move about, and Leviathan, which you formed to play there. All of them wait for you to give them their food at the right time. When you give it to them, they gather it. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your breath 
they are created, and you renew the surface of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in His works. He looks at the earth, and it trembles. He touches the mountains, and they pour out smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God while I live. May my meditation be pleasing to Him. I will rejoice in the Lord. May sinners vanish from the earth and wicked people be no more. My soul, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 105 Give thanks to the Lord. Call on His name. Proclaim His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing praise to Him. Tell about all His wondrous works. Boast in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. Remember the wondrous works He has done, His wonders and the judgments He has pronounced, you offspring of Abraham His servant, Jacob's descendants, His chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments govern the whole earth. He remembers His covenant forever, the promise He ordained for a thousand generations, the covenant He made with Abraham, swore to Isaac and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. When they were few in number, very few indeed, and resident aliens in Canaan, wandering from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them, He rebuked kings on their behalf. Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. He called down famine against the land and destroyed the entire food supply. He had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with shackles. His neck was put in an iron collar. Until the time his prediction came true, the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent for him and released him. The ruler of peoples set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all his possessions, binding his officials at will and instructing his elders. Then Israel went to Egypt. Jacob lived as an alien in the land of Ham. The Lord made His people very fruitful. He made them more numerous than their foes, whose hearts He turned to hate His people and to deal deceptively with His servants. He sent Moses, His servant, and Aaron, whom He had chosen. They performed His miraculous signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness, and it became dark. For did they not defy his commands? He turned their water into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land was overrun with frogs 
even in their royal chambers. He spoke, and insects came, gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and lightning throughout their land. He struck their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their territory. He spoke, and locusts came, young locusts without number. They devoured all the vegetation in their land and consumed the produce of their land. He struck all the firstborn in their land, all their first progeny. Then he brought Israel out with silver and gold, and no one among his tribes stumbled. Egypt was glad when they left, for the dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread a cloud as a covering and gave a fire to light up the night. They asked, and he brought quail and satisfied them with bread from heaven. He opened a rock, and water gushed out. It flowed like a stream in the desert. For he remembered his holy promise to Abraham his servant. He brought his people out with rejoicing, his chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the land of the nations, and they inherited what other peoples had worked for. All this happened so that they might keep his statutes and obey his instructions. Hallelujah. Friends, just a heads up on our schedule next week. It's Independence Day here in the States, and that means that we won't have a podcast on July 3rd or July 4th. That allows for people having a long weekend to not miss any episodes of the podcast. So I offer that because I know a lot of people that listen to Commuter Bible are not in the United States, and so those American holidays throw things off. If you want to check out the full schedule, just go to our website, commuterbible.org. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Pridgen, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember... Happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.